It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome to the Great Outdoors Show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. I hope you all had a wonderful Columbus Day weekend last weekend, often a kickoff to, to hunting in many parts of the Midwest, at least serious hunting, particularly the grouse woods of Wisconsin as the leaves begin to fall and you can see the, the, the grouse as they take off and the woodcock instead of just looking at a bunch of leaves. My guest this morning is going to talk a lot about shooting shotguns. It's Carrie Luff, the Executive Vice President of the Maxim Girl Wildlife Foundation, who has led a remarkable study on uh, shotgun noise and, and conservation and ethics. So I wanted to have Carrie join us this morning in a timely manner because hunting season is kicking off and everyone's thinking about what guns to shoot. Carrie, thanks for being with me this morning. I really appreciate your taking the time as you have so often in the past. Always a pleasure, Charlie. It's going to get a little harder once uh, waterfowl season opens to get me on the air this early. Sunday morning, you, don't, you I think Sunday morning you might be you might be somewhere else starting very soon. But let me ask you, Carrie um, McGraw led this study. You led this study. What caused you to evaluate shotgun noises be, for waterfowl hunting between different gauges, and and what do you think? Sure. Well, Charlie, um, as you know, most waterfowl hunters choose a 12-gauge, um, and they believe that bigger is better. A lot of people are shooting the three-and-a-half-inch magnum at ducks. However, there is a movement, particularly at some of the finest uh, private duck properties in the country, towards the 20-gauge. And the reason for that is twofold. People think that it might uh, limit sky busting, which is another word for the unethical shooting of game at long distances, and more important for the reasons of this study that McGraw conducted, they believe that the 20-gauge is quieter, thereby startling fewer ducks away from the hunting grounds. And so we wanted to see if that was true, and also to see, if so, how much do you give up shooting a 20-gauge? Because you know, Charlie, I shoot a 20-gauge at times at ducks, but I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's the equal of a 12-gauge. It's a, it's a great gun if you're shooting decoying ducks. But shooting day in and day out, I've always felt a 12-gauge is a more ethical choice. So did the study, carry first off, forget the noise for a second. Mm-hmm. Did the study between 12 and 20 gauges at ducks at, say, 35, or targets, at thir- in this case, ducks, at 35 yards or 40 yards, what did it show about the, I guess, the, the if you will, the, the patterning of guns? And I realize every gun and every load is different, yeah. but what was the overall, what was the overall message? Well, we used identical guns in the same gauge to do some patterning tests at 35 yards. And, you know, quite simply, 12 gauges put more pellets on target. There's no two ways about it. Now, you could, um, that does not say that the 20 gauge is not capable. It's not an indictment of the 20 gauge, but a standard high quality steel uh, Remington duck load in 12 gauge outperformed anything else we tested, including some of the high 
priced alternative non-toxic shot now available in the 20 gauge. So I can tell you and I could show you the patterns we shot. And I think you would come away saying, if I'm shooting at 35 yards, I sure hope I have that uh, Remington uh, Nitro Steel load of number three shot. And that's not a endorsement of Remington. Uh, all manufacturers make pretty good shot shells these days. But the endorsement is that a 12 gauge is going to put more pellets on the target at 35 yards and beyond than a 20 gauge. All things being equal. Probably so. I didn't. We didn't do definitive patterning testing because that would take forever. But you know, I mean, you could shoot a full choke with a twenty and potentially get as many pellets on target as you would with a twelve uh, with a modified choke. But uh, you're handicapping yourself again because you've got a smaller pattern. So there's no free lunch. And what I could tell you, uh, based on you know my history of shotgunning. 20 gauge is entirely adequate if you're willing to limit yourself to closer shots. Day in and day out, I sure prefer a 12 gauge. Well, there are a couple things you said, Carrie. We're visiting with Carrie Luff, the executive vice president of the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation, who led the definitive study on shotgun noise uh, between 12 and 20 gauge, and also maybe on on their effective payload. Carrie, there are a couple things you said you could show us. Well, as you know. Radio is, <laughs> we're talking here, and you've done a great job of leading us through that description. You've also touched on something that I, I think is really important, um, and that is what are we as hunters? Are we conservationists, or are we, are we something else? So if, you, if you're shooting at a really good place, or all your ducks are you know, in a timber hole and they're close, what I'm hearing you say is that close in probably doesn't make a difference. But yeah. beyond close in, beyond close in, which is where most waterfowl hunting takes place, it does make a difference. So from a point of view of just being a conservationist, why is the industry pushing lighter guns? I mean, we now have, you know, Beretta coming out with a 28, you know, great waterfowl gun that, that there, that's a it, it it's not possible a 28 is not a great waterfowl gun can you just talk about for a moment your view on conservation just for a moment look it, it's pretty simple if you're if you want to be an ethical hunter you should do everything you can to ensure clean kills and for me and the people i hunt with that means a 12 gauge at anything beyond 30 yards or so now, I'm not going to say an exceptional shot with premium shells who practices a lot can't do better than that. I am talking about the, you know, the person who likes to duck hunt. Day in and day out, the 12 is going to be more effective uh, for them, provided they're big enough and strong enough to handle one. You know, I'm not going to give my 13-year-old daughter a 12-gauge to shoot when she comes to the blind with me this year. just isn't going to happen. But I'm also going to tell her, don't shoot that. It's too far. So also, obviously, lots of, of, of individuals listening this morning know people who also are goose hunters, which is even a bigger bird. I would assume the same applies there. I have killed... I have killed geese with 20 gauges. Um, it's fun, you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. Shooting a 20 gauge is a is a lot of fun. 
And, uh, but once those early birds that are backpedaling in your face are gone, I would hope you're picking up a 12 gauge unless again, you're not strong enough to handle one. You know, uh, we just, des- the birds deserve to be, um, killed as cleanly as possible. If we're going to do this, let's take it seriously. Let's not, uh, let's not cripple up six birds and think we've done well. The ideal should be a limit of birds all killed cleanly with one shot each. Carrie, when we come back from the break, I do for a moment just want you to elaborate on the noise, because if I read the study correctly, you found that there really is very little difference, if any, between a 20 and a 12 gauge. We're visiting with Carrie Luff, the executive vice president of the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation on a very, very important study to do with guns and noise and ballistics. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN and first of Message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. When sunrise is your alarm clock, life is different. You eat a ditch for breakfast. Love the smell of diesel in the morning with a hot cup of joe. The weather report is 40% chance of mud. And corporate pull, that's 36,000 pounds of towing capacity with a gooseneck trailer. Mudden is PTO. You know sometimes when the paved road ends, the fun begins. Chevy Silverado 3500 HD is waiting to run over something, anything. No road, no problem, because the best way out is always through. A trouble rides a swift horse, and you don't want trouble pulling a backhoe loader. Chevy Silverado HD is a wake-up call. Now, during Chevy truck season, get a $1,000 accessory allowance toward the purchase of a new truck with accessories. You worked hard for your money. Spend it smart. So see your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer today or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for all the details. Chevy Silverado HD. Power up and experience life in HD. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. Terry Luff, the Executive Vice President of the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation and a truly exceptional shot in the in the clay world uh, is with us who's talking about a study that he led on behalf of the max mcgraw wildlife foundation and which carrie i guess also has involved phil bourgelet and, and others from field field and stream published but also some notable shooting individuals who are well known and we talked about the ballistics between 20 and 12 in the first part let me ask you just quickly what about the noise the perception is I'll shoot a 20 gauge because it's quieter. It's not. Plain and simple, it's not. Uh, we shot 20 different uh, types of shells from 10 gauge to uh, 20 gauge. There were some 20 gauges that were quieter than some 12 gauges. There were also some 20 gauges that were louder than some 12 gauges. Um, the only thing I could tell you definitively was that the 28 gauge, which we did test, is indeed quieter, but as you alluded to earlier, it's it's a marginal gun for anything but the closest shots at waterfowl. So, um, you know, the basic idea behind this study, Charlie, was to say, is there any real advantage scientifically, any scientifically based real advantage to the 20 gauge? And even though I'm a 20 gauge shooter and on opening day, I'm going to have my 20 gauge, it's not. You know, and you can call me a hypocrite, but I've practiced enough to know that if I'm careful with my shots, I'm going to have good success with the 20, 
uh, as it gets harder to hunt ducks as the year goes on, I'm going to change to a 12. And those of you out there who love the 20 gauge, I really beg you, before you use it again, take that gun and your 12 gauge out and go to a sporting clays course, shoot some 35-yard crossing shots. And I suspect you're going to find you shoot the 12 gauge better. And no one has ever given me a valid reason not to use the gun you shoot best in the field. Also, now you've given us for the first time the valid reason that it was theoretical and not actual that a 20 gauge in waterfowl loads is quieter than a 12. Because as you said just a moment ago, it's not. Noise wise, right. I mean, it's a function of the powder and shot and primers and, and wads that are in the in the shell. I'm sure somebody out there could experiment with different burning rates of powder and come up with a pretty quiet 20-gauge load. But then the other question is, does it really keep the ducks around if you're shooting more to get your birds? You know, personally, I, I would rather see somebody shoot five times with a 12-gauge than eight times with a 20 in, 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 if you're talking about not startling uh, waterfowl. Speaking of waterfowl, uh, particularly ducks, which we were with shotguns a moment ago, Dennis Anderson, who I know is someone you know well and have known, and I've known for a very long time, uh, he published an article recently. We've got a couple minutes left. He part published an article recently that, that's pretty interesting. Do you want to just for a moment uh, sort of set it up? Yeah, Dennis is the outdoor writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune, and he recently wrote a column based on current research and current counting of mallards in particular, and there's a huge disparity between males and females. Um, it's, it's remarkable because, you know, when, when mallards are hatched, uh, it's pretty even split. But now, as they age, the ratio goes up to about three to one. It's also being seen in bluebills and pintails, and that is troubling for a number of reasons. Well, I would suppose, since they're born 50-50, this is going to make Dr. Frank Rauer at Delta and his argument that we have, a, we have an imbalance and it's hurting the breeding population because there are too many drakes and pintail. It's also going to maybe beg the question, why are there so fewer hens on the breeding grounds? Because hunters shoot a disproportionate number of drakes. So does that yeah. lead to the issue of agriculture and predators? Well... Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think a lot of mallards are killed by predator, uh, female mallards are killed while they're nesting. Um, and female pintails, particularly the ones that nest in crops, as we know, uh, when they get back to breed in the spring, they, they'll, they'll nest in croplands if there's crops available. They get wiped out 100% by the reaper. Uh, the last time I was lucky enough to hunt in California, Charlie, my jaw was on the floor of the blind, how many pintails, drakes there were in comparison to hens. I mean, it was, at that particular property, I wouldn't be surprised if the ratio was more like seven to one. And well, that's, it, that's what a lot of people are reporting throughout the West, which has a very large pintail population, and also in Louisiana and, and Texas. So, Kerry, I guess we'll follow this up, but, you know, if, if this is happening with waterfowl, nobody knows. But I have a sense it's happening with all birds, because if, if, if waterfowl are, are disproportionate, why aren't metal larks and robins and everything? Well, that's a very good point, Charlie. 
we, we might have to get somebody from the Audubon Society to ask that question. Um, it's worth asking. But uh, for those of you who look forward to opening day in uh, the field, this is yet another reason to shoot drakes, because if we have too many of them, the females won't be as uh, prolific as they should be. Well, thank you very much, Carrie. I sure appreciate your time this morning. You've enlightened us as always. For those of you listening, I hope you have a great week in the great outdoors as we roll through, well, the time of the year when Ernest Hemingway simply said it best, I love the fall. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.